Welcome back to the Project 24 YouTube podcast. This is episode four. Hello, everybody. It's Nate here again. Today, we get to talk about something that I have been silent about for a little while now, and that is YouTube Shorts. <laughs> there was a while there where I was talking about it pretty often here in the community and on the Channel Makers uh, YouTube channel. But now I've been, what I've been doing is I've been quiet, I've been watching and observing what has been happening with YouTube Shorts. Here it is in a nutshell. Well, I, I guess the, the question is, okay, what should we be doing about YouTube shots, YouTube shorts? And here it is in a nutshell. They're changing. And if we are going to do YouTube shorts, then there are some things that we need to know right now about this current strategy of being successful with YouTube shorts. I wanted to take a step back here and just talk about, okay, if you have not considered doing YouTube shorts, if you have a smaller channel, you don't have, a, what I mean by smaller channel, meaning you don't have an established routine of publishing and regular audience, I still recommend that you do YouTube shorts. And I'm going to explain how to do that here in a moment. But first, I want to explain why. YouTube shorts still continue to have unprecedented potential for attention on YouTube. They have the ability to get a lot of views and reach a lot of new people really quickly, even with the 30 or more million <laughs> shorts that are on YouTube now. It's got to be a lot more than that. But even now, the ones that are labeled with the hashtag short, I think there's around 30 million right now on YouTube. No, no big deal, right? However, they're still working. And tons, tons, hundreds, maybe even millions are being made every single day or week. Um but here's why I say the, the unprecedented attention. If you're new to the concept of YouTube Shorts, let me give you a little refresher here. So a number of months back, YouTube announced that they were going to be releasing something called YouTube Shorts. And it was positioned to be, basically they wanted to, they saw the trend of TikTok, meaning 60 second or less vertical videos. And they, you know, TikTok had taken over after Vine disappeared. And they want, they saw that the, the continuing popularity of this trend. There's Instagram Reels. It's it's on a lot of different platforms, a lot of social platforms already. And so YouTube said, said, hey, we want a piece of the pie. Like we're actually going to make this an initiative and make it more a core dedicated part of YouTube. Now, while they were rolling it out, this was a number of months ago, there was, a, first of all, a kind of a gold rush capability for growing almost any channel really, really quickly because so few people were doing it. YouTube was handing out opportunities that they would never do with brand new channels before. Uh, unfortunately or fortunately, that gold rush is pretty much past at this point. Uh, there's still the, the potential for attention, which I'm explaining here. But for just about any old channel with any old short to, be, to go and get thousands of views, that time is past. But now it's, oh, the other thing I was going to mention is during that process, they've had a lot of, I don't think they would say this, YouTube would say this, but I would definitely say this. They've had a lot of growing pains with it, meaning their algorithm was all over the place. They were handing out opportunity, then all of a sudden they would stop. You would get that spike and then flat in your analytics, a spike of views all of a sudden within 24 hours or sometimes even one hour, all of a sudden you would get a thousand views and then nothing 
after that. They've also been really struggling, and this is tying it more to what I'm currently seeing. I don't know if they would use the word struggling. I see it as this. They've been struggling balancing their algorithms with a channel that has regular full-length content in horizontal format versus YouTube shorts on that same channel. In the analytics on the back end of the channel and also on the front end, how do they treat impressions? How do they decide who they're going to show that short content to, that dedicated vertical short video with the hashtag shorts? Who are they going to show that to? Who are they going to give those impressions to to see click-through rate on regular YouTube and not just on the short shelf? It's been a bit of a mess, and it continues to be a bit tangled. You see, they have both the advantage and disadvantage of TikTok, where TikTok, it's basically, that's all they do is those vertical videos, and therefore they can do one thing and you know really focus in on that one thing. YouTube, they tried to introduce this into an already existing, already massive platform, and with a huge group of YouTube creators... And they introduced a new format, but the, the transition has been rough. And, and so it's, that's why I say it's either their strength and a weakness because they have to find a way to get it, to hybridize it with what's currently on YouTube. All that to say, let me tie it back to the attention thing here. YouTube shorts are easily consumable, which means someone can watch a lot of them. And very quickly, they can watch a lot of them. Now, YouTube announced their creator fund fairly re- fairly recently, uh, within the last couple months, where they're giving out a little bit of money to, to channels that are doing YouTube shorts. It's not much. <laughs> Just cluing you in there. I'm not going to be talking much about monetization as far as a creator fund uh, at... At this point in this episode of the podcast, what I am going to be talking about is the strategy of of whether you should be using it and how to be using it. So you can attract a lot of audience very quickly with YouTube Shorts still, if done correctly. But the big question that has been on my mind is, is it worth it? I guess there's two questions. Is it worth it still? And is it how, how should we apply it? Namely, should we put it on our primary channel with mixed content, full-length horizontal content with shorts, or should we start a shorts-dedicated channel? Now, early on, if you've been listening to what I've said over the last several months, early on in this gold rush, I highly recommended that you keep it on the same channel. More recent events have led me to consider and be open to the possibility of starting a secondary channel just for YouTube shorts. And let me explain why here. So first, well, first I wanted to answer the question, is it still worth it? Yes, absolutely. I I still think if someone were to come to me and say, hey, should I do YouTube shorts on almost any type of channel? I would say yes. I think it's still worth the opportunity. Now, there is a big caveat to that because I'm seeing that kind of unfortunately, I kind of hoped that this, this wouldn't happen but it's kind of the nature of the format, but certain content types, virally TikTok-y content types, things that are more pranks, that are more visually appealing, if you're doing a craft, if you're doing a, you know, a woodworking thing, if you're shooting a gun, those type of things are going to do, they're inherently much easier to have success with on YouTube Shorts than skills-based things. If you're trying to teach a principle, for example. Um, so inherently, 
it, it's just built into the platform. And like, I, I guess what I was saying was I was hoping, and I still have the hope that YouTube Shorts won't just become a clone of TikTok. Uh, I, man, I can't, I can't make a call yet here. But <laughs> having said that, it, the type of content that does do well on it, if you were to come to me and say, hey, Nate, should I do YouTube Shorts? If you have the bandwidth to do it, I think it's worth trying. At the very least, giving it a good, solid try to do YouTube Shorts on any size of channel. If you have a newer channel and you're looking to get a lot of eyeballs and attention quickly, it's still a very good opportunity. Now let's talk about the strategy here because between the two things, should you put it on your primary channel or should you put it on a separate Shorts channel? Let me talk about the arguments for each. First, the primary channel. And this was originally my strongest argument uh, early on because there's the concept of, uh, uh, what's the marketing term, where it's too many barriers to entry makes it so they're not less likely to do it. I can't remember the term for that. But if you have, if you're looking to leverage the attention from YouTube Shorts and they find you on the short shelf, they like what they have, what they see, and then they hit subscribe, right? That's, they've subscribed to your primary channel. And the hope is that they would see other content on your channel and therefore uh, still with YouTube Shorts not being monetized at the current point, meaning you don't make money directly from publishing a YouTube Short unless they watch it, not on the short shelf. So, so with that, the, the goal was, hey, they see your short, you get the attention there, they see it and that the viewer sees it and then they say, hey, I like this content, therefore I'm gonna subscribe to the channel, therefore they're part of your group. Like they're part of your audience at that point. Fewer barriers to entry, fewer steps to take. Therefore, you're growing your core group of people. Now, big issue with that. And I, this has been backed up with various tests and questions I have asked on my YouTube community. Big issue with that is because of the concern, the, uh, the, the issues that YouTube has had with mixing short form content and long form content they have needed to make a few decisions with how they're going to treat the impressions for each of those types of content. So what I mean is I have seen on my own channels and multiple other people have also stated this, so when they publish a short on a channel, on their primary channel, it gets fewer impressions. That is the case. If all, all else things held constant, it gets fewer impressions meaning it does not get as much spread with your current audience, which seems to completely, almost completely invalidate the original idea of, well, why would you want to put them on your regular, your normal, your main channel so that you build your audience? But if a bunch of people are coming because of your short content and they're literally not even being shown the other content on your channel and vice versa, I realize I just said that in the content of, of long form, but it actually, it applies both ways. It, you, you publish a short thing on your channel, your regular full-length video viewers aren't shown that, but then vice versa. If you if your regular shorts viewers are, you know, they see that on your channel, and then you publish a regular video on your channel, a full-length or horizontal video, they're also not shown that. All the indicators show that that is the case between both of those. And so with that in mind, it, it almost invalidates the whole idea. Like, why? Why would you want to build a regular channel with a mixed short form and long form content? Okay, here is the big difference. 
I was watching an interview recently. I give, I give credit to VidIQ for this. Uh, they, I was watching one of their videos recently where they interviewed a guy and he did a lot of short stuff and he was in the gaming area, but he started to see that his, uh, a lot of his traffic was coming from Browse instead of the shorts shelf. In fact, it was over 90% of his traffic was coming from Browse instead of the short shelf, which I had not seen that before. And putting two and two together, I also watched that with another uh, video that YouTube put out recently where they basically, it was about YouTube shorts, and they basically said, hey, we your regular viewers are not going to be, I'm butchering this quote, but your regular viewers it, are not going to be bothered by YouTube shorts. And uh, what did they say? We're... Uh, I can't remember the exact verbiage, but it was something to the effect of if they watch YouTube shorts on your channel, they will be shown YouTube shorts. They'll be more likely to get those impressions. That's what I read between the lines there. So that got me thinking here. If we have a channel that has mixed content on it, what we need to do, we, what we have to do, if we want our regular viewers to see our short form content, and vice versa, we need to train the audience. We need to clearly communicate with them what's going on. And so there are a variety of ways we can do that. Within a video, well, let me explain why here first. Because if they watch short-form content, YouTube is more likely to show them short-form content from your channel. If they watch long-form content, YouTube is more likely to show them long-form content but it doesn't naturally translate between the two. If they normally watch long-form content and you start publishing shorts, they're not going to go much because YouTube isn't going to show them to as many people. That is literally what I see happening. And so if you introduce short-form content to your regular channel, you need to communicate what you're doing so that they know to expect it and that they know to find it on your channel. So ways to do that, you can do that within videos. You can say, hey, by the way, I am now publishing short form content. You might not have even been notified of them. And you can just say the algorithm doesn't show it to as many people. So if you would like to see short form content, then go here and watch this video, you know, or go here to my playlist on my channel. Tell, give them clear instructions. You can put it in pinned comments. You can also put them in end screens. Anything you can do to train the audience, to show your audience that, that you are also adding short form content and that they want to watch that also. That is what we need to do at this point to make this hybrid model work. And then at that point, again, it's in, in periodically in both pieces of content, meaning horizontal long form content and shorts content, you'll need to update people and say, hey, and by the way, I have long form content in my videos, you know, if, you, if it's in a short or in your long form, hey, and I post these awesome shorts about the, the best tips I have for woodworking, you know, in 60 seconds or less, go watch this playlist next. We'll need to add those fairly regularly until YouTube sees this audience watches both forms of content. That is how I'm seeing it work right now. And if we don't do that, we're going to be working against, the algorithm's going to, going to be working against us there on the mixed, uh, form, mixed content form channel. So do I still think that that is the superior way to do it? I think so, yes, because fewer steps, right? Now, there's a few more steps for you as a creator, but for the viewer, fewer steps. And you get all the benefit of the extra attention from appearing on the short shelf as well as the benefit of actually 
making money <laughs> from your long form content videos. Uh, okay, so that's the one approach. And in most cases, that would be my recommendation. There are some cases, I'm going to go with the other approach, and that is creating a separate shorts channel. There are some cases where I would make this argument. Let me, let me share this argument with you here. Uh, if you have the type of content that can stand alone as short form content, meaning people can watch that and just be cool. Like it can feel complete and like, yeah, this is really good uh, content and I, I don't need to go elsewhere in order to, to, you know, watch the rest of the content. If you have that and you can be entertaining and fit that virally vibe of, you know, very visually appealing and fast paced, if you have that type of content or have the desire to have that type of content, then it might be a good idea to start a separate shorts channel because potentially there's the potential for the unbridled growth of a shorts channel, which can grow dramatically faster in a lot of cases than a regular YouTube channel. So you get that benefit. Also, you get the benefit, uh, all the benefits that come from growing an audience very quickly, uh, which could include becoming more of an influencer and getting more sponsored videos. I had a conversation with a guy uh, a few months back who just did mostly shorts on a channel, grew very fast, uh, got uh, one and a half million subscribers. And in that case, he was getting paid. He had companies reach out to him. I'm not going to say what his niche was, but he had companies reach out to him to mention their product in his video. And he was getting paid $1,500 to mention it within a YouTube short. $1,500 for one YouTube short. And it was a, like a five second mention within the short. And it was just him showing it. Hey, I use this product, XYZ product. $1,500 for every single time he did that in a video. It was incredible. It was insane. So all the benefits of building the um, that influencer status and the attention status. If there are companies that are willing to work with you to get that attention, you build a good size audience of, short, of shorts viewers. If, if there are companies that are willing to work with you to get that attention, then sponsorships, like product placements, those things could be huge on that. And that's no secret. I mean, that's been... Uh, always true on TikTok and, and, and elsewhere, right? So that's huge. The other benefit that has a few of the drawbacks of multiple steps or barriers to entry for your audience is the potential of growing your primary channel. And meaning periodically in shorts, you're building an audience. You say, oh, by the way, if you like this stuff, you'll really like my full length videos. You know, go check out my other channel. Now, in that case, if they're on the short shelf, it's much harder for them, meaning they would have to stop what they're doing and go find your channel and subscribe to it. So there's a lot more steps, a lot less likelihood, a lot less conversion rate would be my guess there. But there is that benefit of a huge audience. You get that credibility and then you say, oh, by the way, I have another channel, my primary channel, and it's really awesome and you should go watch it. Uh, there's a lot of benefits from that. And also, um, with that, if, if you do go this route of a secondary shorts channel, um, treat the channel, think about the channel like it could be independent, but I would still name it something related to your primary channel. Like if I were to start a shorts channel, I, I've got channel makers, I would make channel makers shorts or channel makers too. I, I'd probably say shorts or short videos or something like that that has the same name and then clearly draw that association for the algorithms um, yeah, for the algorithm's sake, meaning on your primary channel, have, have your shorts channel as a featured channel. And then on the shorts channel, have your primary channel as a featured channel. And in the descriptions of each, 
um, share links between the two. So it is very, very clear to the algorithm that these two channels are related. And if they watch one, then they are more likely to be shown videos from the other. Okay, those are your two strategies. I'm going to leave it to you to decide what you do or if you decide to do YouTube Shorts. If you've got a smaller channel, you're, you're newer on YouTube and you are not the, the, the personality or have the desire to dive into the YouTube Shorts game, it's no big deal. It's fine. You can wait. If you have the inkling that it might be fun to do it, then I definitely recommend that you do YouTube Shorts right now. If you put it on your primary channel, you could follow the strategies outlined there and or you can start a secondary channel and follow the strategies there. Okay, that's what I have for the current strategy on YouTube Shorts. Now, I wanted to talk about another thing here. This is about the current, uh, the thread in um, the Project 24 community, the 30 videos in 30 days. I'm just opening it up here. I wanted to answer a few questions in there, kind of, give some guidance here. First of all, I think this is an excellent idea. Obviously I do, or I wouldn't have made that video. This, especially if, if wherever you are, if you have a brand new channel or you're looking to reach the next level with a channel, has the potential for a lot of attention if you market it correctly. So yeah, go watch the video on Channel Makers if you want more ideas there. But um, let me go through some of these questions here. First of all, there was a question about this 30 videos in 30 days. This is from uh, Mamas and Mrs. Um, uh, they said, you all are inspiring and I'm considering, I know who this is, this is Nicole. <laughs> so uh, she said, hey, you're inspired. I'm considering doing this on my two plus year old channel and has very low subscriber return viewer views. Uh, the channel is Mamas and Mrs. She does all things uh, female health and uh, reproductive health. So, she had a few questions, some of the current ideas for approaches here. And if you're listening to this and you're considering this idea, then there's some really good pointers you can take here. Um, so the question is, how, how cohesive should the content be if I'm going to do a 30 videos in 30 days challenge? Like, is it, should I do it all one topic? Should it be uh, a mix of things? And some of the ideas uh, Nicole had uh, one was 30 reviews in 30 days, pick 30 different products related to her niche and review them. Another was a 30 day journey, talk about her own experience and kind of walk through that. Another was doing more collaborations or gifts with other channels um, to do to do more of the collaborations. If you haven't listened to that podcast episode yet, I highly recommend it, talking about collaborations. And then the last one was just skip the theme and cohesive idea altogether and just post content exactly what she's already been posting on her channel. Okay, short answer is do all of them. Uh, and let me give you a few reasons for this. Well, it, all of them or a hybrid of a few of them. I'm just going to talk through a few of these. One, 30 reviews in 30 days. I actually don't think that's a good idea, uh, like at all, um, to just do that because you're way, even if you got a new audience with that, is that what you want to continue doing? And this is, applies to anybody listening here. If, so if you are going to do a challenge, watch the content types because if the goal is to build your channel, which it is, <laughs> then you want it to be a representation of what they can expect from your channel, right? So if the channel is only reviews, uh, then okay, do that. But this channel isn't only reviews, therefore I don't think that would be a good idea to do that. 
Um, but can you throw in a few review videos if that's something you want your content mix to include? Yes, then I would do that. Uh, journey. This one is interesting. A 30-day journey. This I could see being maybe three days a week you share journey updates, maybe more vlog style of what's happening with your journey, what the projects you're going through, whatever it is on your channel. Um, so maybe let's look at a mix here. If we have a week, we have seven videos, maybe three of them are journey. Uh, maybe one's a product. That's four. Maybe two of them are gift videos. And then the, the last one is whatever you want to do, wildcard. It can be any of these. And the reason I would recommend doing this kind of mix is because you're getting maximum tries with the audience. You're getting the, the maximum uh, tests with what types of content you're creating. And you can see pretty quickly, yeah, which ones do people like better? And so... Uh, Yes, you can do shorter form videos for some of these. I would do a good mix because if you're normal going forward, if your goal, if you're normal going forward is I'm going to do more uh, 8 to 12 minute videos on your channel, then yeah, you want a couple of those in the mix so people can know what an 8 to 12 video is, 8 to 12 minute video is on your channel. But some of the other ones, if you like the journey videos, the little updates, if you make them just really interesting, four-minute videos or five-minute videos, I see nothing wrong with that. So that's a great question. Uh, and I guess tying it back here, do I recommend doing this 30 videos in 30 days? Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> I think it's a very good idea. If you don't feel capable of doing a 30 videos in 30 days thing, I don't feel that it is absolutely necessary for success. But just know you need to go into it with a clarity of what you are going to do, meaning you don't shift strategies midway through. <laughs> so if, if for you, it's more like four videos a week or maybe just on business days, five videos a week, that is just fine. Uh, just know going into it that you can clearly communicate that, market that to your audience before you start. This is what I'm going to do and make sure you stick through, you know, stick it out and follow through on it as, and then, um, and then the people will know what you're going to do and it will fulfill the intended purpose of both doing wealth with the current audience, but also attracting new audience. All right, that's all I have for you guys today. Hopefully that was helpful for you. If you have any additional questions about this, post it in the Project 24 community. I do my best to stay up to date on what's happening there as well as answer any follow-up questions I get from you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Have an awesome week and we'll see you next time. Project 24 is a product of Income School LLC. Results mentioned are not typical. The trademark Project 24 refers to the goal of some people to create a successful business in 24 months, but is not a promise or guarantee of that success. Many online businesses fail because like any business, it requires hard work, skill, and dedication. Before making business decisions, consult financial and legal professionals licensed in your jurisdiction. So in short, the only person who can make your business successful is you. We are simply here to provide information to help you along the way.